Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Hello, automotive world. How's it going? This is the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping. I will be your host today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. I hope everyone is staying healthy and staying safe. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about electronic throttle control. Uh, Now, we've actually already talked about this in a couple episodes where I went through some case studies, and we talked more about the electric throttle motor side of things. And this system involves more components than just the electric throttle. Um, Obviously, we have to have a controller involved, powertrain control module, engine control module, in order to send the command to move this throttle motor, the actual throttle blade. And we have the sensors that are on that to tell the PCM where that throttle blade moved to. Is it open, closed, somewhere in between? But the other side of this that we haven't really talked a whole lot about is the accelerator pedal position sensor. So we need an input in the first place to the PCM to tell it what the driver wants out of that throttle blade, okay? Because we don't have a physical cable connected between your pedal inside the vehicle and the throttle blade itself, so we need to send a signal. We need to have a sensor, an input, and that is what your pedal is on all of these fly-by-wire systems. It is just a input. It is a sensor that is telling the computer where you have your foot on the accelerator pedal. And What I have today is two case studies, two vehicles, actually kind of similar problems, or maybe I should say similar symptoms, but two different problems. And I'm going to walk you through the case studies, but at the same time, we're going to talk about the systems, how they work, and how we can diagnose these types of circuit problems. Because I guess, spoiler alert, they're both circuit problems, and that's usually where I end up getting called in is when there's a circuit problem. Because if it's a part that's failed, I I think just about anybody who has a little bit of experience in this field can bolt on a throttle body or bolt in an accelerator pedal position sensor. It doesn't take a whole lot to do that. But what happens when you put those in and still doesn't work? Now, that's usually the jobs that I see. And that's what both of these case studies are going to be involving. One of them was just from this week. The other one was actually from a while ago, but since they're so closely related, I thought I'd go through both of them with you. So let's get into the first case study. This is a 2013 Nissan Murano with a 3.5 liter V6. Uh, This is Nissan's SUV. And the shop actually called me because they had a C1130 code in the ABS controller that they said they couldn't get rid of. And that's why they initially wanted me to come in and look at this. And so I went in and I looked at it and it was present inside that ABS controller and the ABS light was on. I think the track light was on. 
and it was C1130. So the definition for this code uh, can vary depending on the scan tool that you're using to pull it. Um, they had a snap-on scan tool, and I think it said something about engine signal invalid or something along those lines. If you look up this code in Nissan service information, it says engine signal, major engine components are malfunctioning. Okay, so what this code means is there's not necessarily anything wrong with the analog brake system. The light's on, there's code there, and you're not going to be able to clear it, which was what they were trying to do. You've got a problem in another system, particularly in this case, the engine control system, where a major component failure has occurred, and it is going to affect the way that the analog brakes and the traction control operate. Okay, and again, you can figure out where we're going with this. It has to do with the electric throttle control. If the electric throttle control is not functioning properly, all these modules communicate on a network, and that data is going to be missing from the engine controller to the ABS controller. And so you're going to get this code. Really, what this code is indicating is you've got a problem somewhere else. Go find that problem, and then this code is going to go away, or you'll be able to clear it once you're done. And as technicians, we need to be able to recognize these codes because as vehicles become more connected, more modules that interact with one another, we see more and more of this where a problem in one system causes a code to set in another system. Okay, So again, in this case, there's no problem with the ABS system. There's no issue there. Yes, there's a code. Yes, there's a light and you can't clear it. The problem is elsewhere. And that's what we need to find. So I go to the engine computer because the check engine light was actually on and I did question them on this and they had actually identified these codes that were in the engine computer and they had replaced the accelerator pedal position. The whole pedal assembly is probably what I should call it. So they replaced the pedal assembly, and I'm not really sure why they didn't recheck for codes or they didn't notice that the check engine light was on. Yeah, it doesn't really matter at this point, but there's a new pedal assembly in there, and we still have some codes in this engine computer, which is the ones I'm going to list off to you right now. This is a P2122 and a P2138. The 2122 says APP, accelerator pedal position, Sensor 1 voltage low circuit. The second one, 2138, says wrong APP sensor rationality signal. The 2122 for the low voltage circuit means that it's expecting to see some sort of a signal, some sort of a voltage on the signal wire for APP1. So what do we mean by APP1 and there's an APP2 inside of these sensors, much like on the throttle body itself, we have dual position sensors. We're going to have two potentiometers or in some cases two Hall effect sensors. Um, they can be diagnosed pretty much the same way. But the idea here is that we are not relying on just one sensor for this really safety critical system, okay? We don't want to send a false signal to the engine computer to say that the customer is commanding wide open throttle when they're really not. That can be dangerous if the engine's running you know, wide open throttle when we're not actually commanding it. So we put in these two sensors, it's a redundancy, um, so that if one fails or one has an issue, we can basically shut down the system and put it into a default reduced power mode, which actually this vehicle was in. So another pretty obvious sign we need to address the 
engine-related problems before we worry anything about the ABS. But what the computer's doing is at all times, even when you're off the accelerator pedal, it's going to compare these two sensors to each other. And as you press the accelerator pedal down, it's going to watch them both move, and they will change voltage output on the signal wire. This is a three-wire sensor for each APP sensor, a 5-volt reference, a ground, and a signal. And then sensor 2 also has its own 5-volt reference, ground, and a signal. So six wires going into this pedal assembly. And it's going to watch the signal voltage on each of these as you move that pedal. And as one moves, the other one should move, sometimes inversely, sometimes similarly. It really depends on the application. Um, what the voltages are going to be. So you'll need to look at your service information to figure out on one particular vehicle where this should be. But here's the thing. Even at rest, even when you are off that pedal, there should be something. Uh, Now some will actually sit at a high voltage at rest. Um, So you'll have one sensor at, you know, four and a half volts when you're off the pedal. The other sensor is at half a volt. And as you depress the pedal... It's going, they're going to move closer to each other and eventually cross and go the opposite direction. I've seen them where one will start at half a volt, the other one will start at one and a half volts, and then they both increase, but they're never at the same voltage. Uh, something I heard at a training event one time said that you should always be able to add the two voltages together and get five volts. I can't say that that's 100% true, but a lot of the times I've seen it, you can actually add up sensor one and sensor two, and it adds up to five volts at any given point. So uh, maybe that might help you out at some point or another. But going back to my original point, uh, so we have a Sensor one, low voltage circuit. So even at rest, even if you're only supposed to have half a volt coming out of this signal wire, it should be there when you key up the vehicle because it's a potentiometer. So it is a uh, wiper that is moving across a resistive track that has current flowing through it. We have five volts going on one side and we have a ground on the other. And if we were to look at this resistive track, the voltage drops gradually across the resistive track. So where the wiper intersects the resistive track, and that's connected to your pedal, it is going to send a different voltage signal to the PCM to indicate what's the position of this thing. Where is my foot? So you would start off at 0.5 and you go half throttle and it's going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, two and a half volts. And then you go full throttle and it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of four and a half volts. Just to, just to give you an example. So at all times, the computer's looking to see, do I have a signal voltage on both of my signal wires. Not only that, but do they correlate with each other? And that's what our second code indicates, is that these voltages don't correlate with each other. Now, our signal low voltage, that could be all that we really need to go with, but it's giving us a couple codes here. So the first thing I'm gonna do is, I'm already in there with a scan tool. I pulled these codes. Let's look at the data stream and see what the computer's seeing. Okay, because obviously it's setting a code for APP1. And again, these sensors are built into one housing. It's one part, which has already been replaced. um, But we have two signals coming out of it. So, and we're more interested in APP1 at the moment because of the low voltage signal. It's saying it's not seeing anything on that signal wire. And so I go into the data stream and I press the accelerator pedal with the key on and I get nothing. It's zero voltage in the scan tool. 
All right, so remember, this is what the computer is seeing. This is the signal wire that's gone from the accelerator pedal position sensor out to the PCM, which is up by the battery under the hood, and it's reporting it back to me via the scan tool. This is what I'm seeing, which is zilch, not a zero. So I have a couple options here, but the easiest thing to do here is go right to that pedal position sensor. You know, maybe you've got a bad part. Maybe it's not plugged in right. Who knows? But I'm going to go right to that sensor and start doing some tests. And so first thing I want to verify is what the PCM is reporting to me on APP1, the sensor signal. Is that correct? Is that legitimate what's actually happening on that circuit? So I'm going to back probe into the signal wire coming out of APP1. And when I do that, I have zero voltage at the pedal assembly. So remember, this. The, let's just focus in on one sensor right now. It has three wires. Now the plug-in has six because there's two sensors in it, but let's focus in because this is audio and I can't show you. I'm going to try to make it as simple as I can to, so you can follow along with me. There are three wires coming into this potentiometer. There is a ground. There's a 5-volt reference that's coming from the PCM, and then there's a signal wire that goes from the APP to the PCM. Now, on this signal wire, going out of the sensor, I have nothing. I have zero volts. Okay, so could this be the fault of the sensor? Not outputting a voltage, not outputting a signal? It's possible. But the other possibility is it can't output a signal because it's not getting what it needs. Now remember what I just said about a potentiometer, this is going to be 5 volts, a ground, and a signal wire. If it doesn't have the 5 volts and the ground, you're not going to be able to put out a signal. And if you lose your ground, it might put out 5 volts all the time, but if you lose your 5 volt reference to this sensor, it can't put out any type of voltage. So before we condemn that sensor, I want to make sure, do I actually have my 5-volt reference? And I will check my ground as well. A lot of the times I use that ground while I'm checking my 5-volt reference so I can check both at one time. Well, in this case, I did not have a 5-volt reference to APP1. And this is on a brown wire. I didn't mention wire colors for the rest of them because it doesn't really matter. But this one in particular is a brown wire that again comes from the PCM under the hood by the battery through a big wiring harness through the firewall under the dash to my accelerator pedal position sensor and feeds that 5 volts into the potentiometer so that it can output a signal. But I'm not getting anything. Okay, well here we go. This is where the issue is. Why don't I have 5 volts there? I have 5 volts on the other side. I just checked it to be sure, but I could see on the scan tool my APP2 was responding. It was moving the way I expected it to. And these are two different circuits, two different 5-volt references coming into this thing, but we're missing one. So where do I go with this? I'm going to go under the hood, take a look at the PCM. Uh, I want to make sure that there hasn't been any work done to this. Um, I want to give this thing a good visual inspection. And this is where sometimes you luck out. Sometimes your day goes easy and you, you get some gravy, which is nice. This was a little bit of gravy on this one here. So a visual inspection is so important on so many aspects of the vehicle. Even if you're not diagnosing stuff, if you're just working on a car, you're doing a basic inspection, anything like that, man, your eyes are such a powerful tool along with your brain, but just look at what you're doing. Take a good visual 
of everything involved in this circuit. So again, I want to look at the PCM, see if anything's been done there. It looks like it hasn't been touched. doesn't mean that it hasn't, but it doesn't look like any of the connectors have been disturbed. You know, they've got that dust on them where you can tell nobody's had their fingers on them recently. Nobody's, you know, messing around with the harness at that point. But Again, let's do a whole visual inspection. So what that means to me is I'm going to look at the PCM. I've already looked at the APP sensor. I'm going to just give that harness a visual as far as I can follow it from the PCM to the inside of the vehicle. And this is, again, where it worked out for me because I just did a visual. I just followed it with my eyes up to the firewall. And I noticed up towards the firewall, some wire loom had been peeled back at some point or another. And I don't know why this happened, but I look and I was like, well, that's kind of odd that those wires are exposed at that point. And it's sort of up underneath the cowling. And so I had to get my flashlight in there, but I reach my hand in there and I feel that there is a broken wire. I can't see it, but I can feel it. So I pull this broken wire out from the top of this. It's a big harness of wires. And what do you know? It's a brown wire. I reach down to the other side and I find the other side of this broken wire that almost looks like it was cut or it broke and it was pulled apart because there was a good, I don't know, two inches between the two ends of this wire. And I have absolutely no idea why this is broken. Didn't look like it was chewed up by mice. I think somebody was in here at one point or another. It may have even been this shop. You know, once I find the problem, I don't question it too much. Um, I did verify that this was my wire. The side that was coming from the PCM had five volts on it. Okay, great. Uh, I jumped them together real quick and everything came back to life. My APP sensor was working the way it was supposed to. So I showed them the damage. They can do the repair from there. However it happened, it happened. That's not really my concern at that point, but I found out where it was. So we have in that instance a problem where that sensor cannot operate because it's not getting its five volts. And in this case, it was an open to that sensor causing it to not put out a signal, the code to set to say, hey, we don't have any voltage on the signal wire, and a rationality code because now that uh, comparison between the two is going to be way off if you've got zero on one side of that sensor. So um, that's our first case study. Pretty straightforward one, honestly, but it's more to just set up how the system works and the kind of problems that we can run into. So you get one of those things. Make sure you check your 5-volt reference and ground. I mean, that goes for so many different sensors. We have a lot of sensors that just operate off of a power signal ground, a 5-volt reference signal and ground. And if we could check these things really quick, oh man, it makes it easy to, to diagnose these problems. So let's get into the next one here. This one actually was a while ago that I did this diagnostic, uh, slightly more challenging, but involving the same system. So this is a 2006 Pontiac G6 with a 3.5 liter V6, same engine size as the one we were just talking about, but completely different brand. This also uses an electric throttle body with an accelerator pedal position sensor pedal assembly. In this case, uh, no parts had been replaced when I was called in. They had a reduced power light on with a check engine light, and they had codes in there for the accelerator pedal position sensor. The shop hadn't done any diagnosing on it before, before I got there. So I take a look at this one, and I have a P2120, which is an APP sensor one circuit. So very similar to the one that we had in the Nissan, but... 
one thing that you want to do is not jump to conclusions that all the codes mean the same things across vehicle brands or even in the same vehicle brand. The same codes, and actually this code is not identical to the other ones, but it's very similar. But the same code can actually mean different things when you're talking about different brands or even different years of a vehicle. So I always do some reading. I want to read up on the code to make sure I understand what it means in particular to that vehicle, not just a Googling of the code. Uh, We can see some pretty big differences in the actual definition of the code. And, And one of the things that I really stress for myself and when I when I help my students try to understand this is really understanding what that code means. Now some manufacturers are better than others at actually giving you that information, actually telling you this is why this code sets, this is why this module is unhappy. And GM's actually pretty good on this. Other manufacturers are good on this. Some manufacturers aren't so great. Um, yeah, some of the European ones they really leave you in the dark on this, but. As, as much as I'm able, I want to find out what the heck does this code actually mean? Why does this code set? What is the computer looking at? How is it being monitored? I want to know all that stuff when I go into it because uh, it's really going to help me diagnose it correctly. So this code P2120 says APP sensor one circuit. And I look at the definition here and it says APP sensor voltage is less than 0.235 volts, they're very specific about that, or more than 4.487 volts, or APP sensor 15 volt reference is less than 4.5 or more than 5.21. So we got a couple of things going on here, and that's again important to know that there's a couple different things that can set this code. So Again, it's saying that it wants the sensor voltage somewhere between 0.235 and 4.487. And that's pretty typical for a potentiometer. This system operates the same way as the one I described to you, a couple potentiometers inside of a pedal assembly. And it's saying on APP1, again, because there's two, that it wants to see the signal voltage somewhere between, we're just going to say 0.2 and 4.5. All right, that's pretty typical. On a potentiometer, you don't see it go all the way to zero or all the way to five. It's going to set a code there because it's going to say, I've got an open or some sort of short that's causing that high or low voltage. And that's kind of what this code's indicating. But there's also something that says sensor one five volt reference is less than 4.54 or more than 5.21. Now we use a 5 volt reference in computer systems and sensors because it is a reliable reference because we're not going to lose 5 volts on the system. System voltage is never going to drop below 5 volts on a working vehicle. If your system voltage is below 5 volts, you've got more problems than a potentiometer not working correctly. Your car is not starting. It's not running. So we pick a lower voltage. We drop that voltage down uh, with a five volt regulator inside the control modules to use as a reference because this is going to be fixed. It's always going to be the same. And in this case, the computer is actually looking at the five volt reference. Now this system in this Pontiac works slightly differently than the one in the Nissan. This is a little bit older of a electric throttle system. Not all of them operate like this, but this one does. So here's how this works. We have an electric motor that operates the throttle blade. That's the same in all cases. Now to operate that motor, 
and this is out on the engine on the intake on the throttle body there's an actual control module bolted to the side of this throttle body that is going to operate that throttle motor and from that We'll call it the TAC module, throttle actuator control. From our TAC module, we have a bunch of circuits going out. Now, power and ground are included in that. Communications with the PCM, the engine computer, are involved in that because the computer's got to be involved. The engine computer's got to be involved in this. But this module is the thing that actually controls the throttle blade position. But it has some more circuits on it, too. Those other circuits, six wires, actually feed our APP. So here's what I'm saying to you here is that our APP, our two sensors that are inside the vehicle in the accelerator pedal assembly are connected directly to our TAC module, not to anything else. All right, so imagine that if you will, those six wires, two five volt references, two grounds and two signals going straight to our TAC module, who is in charge of operating the throttle motor. All right, and it's got position sensors built in to tell where that throttle motor is. We don't see those. We don't service those. It's internal to the module. Um, it has some powers and grounds going to it, and then it has communications with the engine computer because it needs those. It needs to communicate um, with the engine computer. It's got to know input from the accelerator pedal position sensor and where is that throttle blade. It needs to know that as well. So the communication is there through a couple of UART lines. Um, but anyways, uh, I just want to set up how this system's just a little bit different. We've got an added module that is dedicated for electric throttle control, and it is directly tied to these APP sensors through a wiring harness. So again, back to our code, it's referring to sensor one. And again, there are two sensors built into the same assembly. Uh, pretty typical here. It's not two different sensors that you replace. You replace the whole thing if there's a failure. So I want to do some checks here just like I did on the Nissan, all right? So I checked my scan tool data, and same thing that I saw with the Nissan, I've got no output from APP sensor 1. So, so far this is shaping up to be pretty much the exact same thing as what we were dealing with, but uh, we'll take a turn here in just a little bit. I do the same thing that I did with the Nissan. I go straight for my APP sensor, and all I'm going to start doing is checking signals and I'm going to zero in on the signal wire for APP1 because that's what we have a code for that's the one that's not producing any voltage and I have zero volts on there okay so I'm seeing the same thing that the computer is seeing no output on my signal wire so is it a bad APP the pedal position assembly Possibly that could be it, but again, we want to check for our five volt reference and our ground because that sensor cannot function unless it has a five volt reference and it has a ground. So I unplug it and I check for my five volt reference and my ground. I have my ground to this sensor. I do not have a five volt reference. All right. Now there's a five volt reference for APP two, but not for APP one. So again, we're pretty much set up the same way we were on the the Nissan. We've got no 5-volt reference in here, so that potentiometer has no chance of actually functioning the way that it's supposed to. So my next step is figure out why don't we have our 5-volt reference here. So in this case, the next easiest step is to go right to this TAC module, because again, that 5-volt reference gets fed out of the TAC module on a white-black wire. That's our 5-volt reference in. 
to our APP sensor. So I go right to this TAC module and I back probe this white black wire with the key on. I should see five volts. I don't see anything. And I should mention I'm using a voltmeter at this point. So I'm referencing ground with my black lead and I've got my red lead uh, that is going into my what should be a five volt reference. I've got nothing coming out of there. All right, and this is right at the module. I unplug it, I check it for pin fit, uh, nothing's there. I check the powers and grounds to my TAC module. Everything's there. So do I have a bad throttle actuator control module? Okay, because it's supposed to spit out this 5-volt reference for this sensor. That's a possibility. Maybe this module is failed. It's got power. It's got ground. Seems to be communicating uh, with the PCM because I can get data from it. And I, I see... Um, APP1 moving, I've got the 5-volt reference there, why don't I have 5-volt reference on this circuit? Now, maybe that's an internal fault, but there's something else that we need to check for anytime we're missing 5 volts from any circuit. we got to make sure it's not being pulled down the ground. I'm somewhat confident, I shouldn't say I'm really confident at this point, but I'm not suspecting an open at this point because I don't have 5 volts on either side of the circuit. Remember, it goes TAC module, wire, APP sensor. I've got zero on both. I don't have five volts coming out of the control module like I'm supposed to. But what if that wire is being pulled to ground? It is shorted to ground somewhere. That is going to pull that five volt down to zero. Now, I could do a couple things. I could de-pin that connector, turn the key on, and then see if I'm getting five volts out of the control module. That's, that's an option to, to do that test just to see if the module is functioning. But there's another thing I can do too, is that is just go right to checking for a ground on that wire. Is this wire shorted to ground? So what I do is as I change where I'm referencing my meter. So you can do this with either lead. You just have to deal with a negative symbol. But what all I did was I took my black lead for a voltmeter, which is set on DC volts. I put that black lead on the positive post of the battery instead of the negative. And now I have this wire. I should mention I have this, wi this wire disconnected from both ends. So I unplug the APP sensor. I unplug the TAC module because who knows, maybe one of those is pulling it to ground. I, I'm not sure at this point, but let's just see if the wire itself is shorted to ground somewhere. That's my first check here. So again, let's set this up. I have my black lead of my meter to the positive battery post, and I have the red lead of my meter touching this black white wire, which I'm suspecting could be grounded somewhere. So if it is grounded somewhere. I'm going to see that on my meter. Now, it's going to be a negative symbol because I've got my leads reversed, but I can ignore that because I understand what test I'm doing. And that's what I see. I actually see what is battery voltage there so that I, kn I know that I am getting a ground there. I am getting a ground on this wire that is supposed to be a 5-volt reference, and it is not coming from the TAC module. It is not coming from the APP sensor. It's got to be shorted to ground somewhere between those two. Now, this goes into a big harness and all the way inside the vehicle. Uh, one other thing I did here is I took my test light and I actually powered up my test light because I want to see, I mean, is this just a straight short to ground? Um, I assumed it was through my meter, but one thing you want to be careful of when you're doing circuit tests with a meter is just remember that it doesn't, 
it, it takes one strand of wire to show you voltage on a meter. And what I mean by that is, um, this is more important when we're loading circuits for outputs, but I remember it at all times when I'm using my voltmeter. I can, here's, here's what you can do, try this with your voltmeter at home. I can connect the black lead of my voltmeter to a negative post of a battery, and then I can hold the red lead of my meter in my left hand, just hold the meter up in the air, touch the metal part of it with your fingers, with your, with your skin, and then take your right hand and touch the positive post of the battery, you will see voltage on that meter, okay? You may see battery voltage, you may see 10, 12 volts, something like that on that meter. Now, you're never going to actually conduct anything, but the meter is going to show that. So, Open circuit testing, we all know, isn't always the best way to go with a voltmeter. So really what I'm doing here with this test light is I just want to confirm that I definitely have a short to ground. So I'm expecting when I power up my test light and I touch this wire that I suspect is shorted to ground, my test light should light, right? If it, there is a path to ground, it is going to illuminate that test light. And that'll confirm to me, yep, I got this thing rubbed up against a piece of metal or it is pinched somewhere where it's got a good connection to ground but I don't find that. And that's kind of where this one went a little weird. I expected my test light to light, but it did not. Here's what did happen though. I heard an audible click from inside the relay box under the hood because I'm standing under the hood when I'm doing this. Again, powering up my test light and I'm touching my test light to this white black wire, which is supposed to be a five volt reference, but we've determined or at least assumed that it's shorted to a ground somewhere. But when I touch that wire, which... I assume is shorted to a ground. My test light doesn't light, but I hear a click in the relay box underneath the hood. So what's happening here? Well, I don't know immediately at this point, but I want to find this click because I have this wire disconnected. And according to the wiring diagram, this is the only place this wire goes. It's from the APP to the TAC module. I've got those unplugged. So could this be involved with some sort of short? Yeah, definitely. I want to figure out what's going on here. So every time I touch this, I hear a click. So I'm touching it and I'm listening for the click and it's a relay. Uh, th that's what's actually making the click here. So let's figure out what relay and maybe that'll point me in the right direction. So I start feeling around on these relays as I'm touching the wire with my test light. I'm powering, I'm, I'm sending power through a bulb onto this circuit and I'm activating a relay. So I find the relay and the relay that is clicking is the stop lamp relay. And this is a relay that provides power to the actual brake light bulbs when you press the pedal. There's an input that's sent to it to apply uh, current to these bulbs. But when I'm touching my five volt reference wire for the throttle control, it's activating the stop lamp relay. Well, this is very odd. I think I need to look at a wiring diagram just to see what's going on. So I look at the wiring diagram and I know I must be on the control side of this relay. Okay, I'm assuming I'm shorted in somehow to this relay. I've got, I've got to be. There's no coincidence that this is happening. So where am I tied in? And I look at this relay and I've got two different wires going into it. I have a constant ground to one side of the control of the relay. So remember the relay is just a coil of wire, needs power and ground, creates a magnetic field, closes to contact points and sends current. I'm not worried about the load side of the relay. I'm focused on the control side of the relay. And again, one side of this coil has a wire that goes straight to ground constant always. Well, that can't really be it. If I was touching that wire 
or if it was shorted to that wire and I touched it with the test light, powered up the test light with light and the relay would not click, which means I have to be on the other side of this relay, which means it is a white wire that is fed 12 volts from the BCM. So the, when you hit the brake pedal, the BCM is going to send a 12 volt signal to the control side of this relay to activate the coil to get the brake lights to come on. Okay, great. Now, why is it clicking when I touch this wire? Well, I have to be shorter than this white wire because if I were to apply 12 volts to the white wire going into this stop lamp control relay, that would activate the relay. That would make it click. Okay, so that means that my white wire that goes to the control side of the relay has to be shorted to my white black wire, which is my 5 volt reference for my TAC module. Now, how is this shorting it to ground? How is it pulling down this 5 volt reference? Well, while you're not always hitting the brake pedal, which means there's not always 12 volts on this circuit, but if you were to hit the brake pedal, there would be 12 volts on this circuit, and that's going to mess things up even more. But just sitting there off the brake pedal, the ground is actually being applied through the relay coil to this wire to that 5-volt reference circuit. Now, even though it's through a relay coil, 30, 40 ohms, there's a ground on the other side of that, and that is enough to pull down a 5-volt reference. And it is in this point. It's causing us to see zero. And that's the kind of one of the key points here I want you to remember is just because you see zero, you don't always know exactly what that means. Is that nothing? Is it zero? Or is it a ground? So a lot of times we need to power up our tools, you know, change our reference to a positive source in order to identify, yeah, that wire said zero, but it's actually a ground or power up our test light and touch it and see that it lights and say, okay, that's a ground. So zero doesn't always mean zero. Sometimes zero means ground. We need to be able to identify that as technicians when we are looking at these circuits. You can't just power stuff up and say, okay, there's nothing there because it says zero. I, I deal with this a lot with my students because they don't, they don't grasp that just yet. They don't see, okay, yeah, just because it's zero doesn't mean nothing's there. Anyways, that ground being applied through a relay coil onto this circuit is pulling it down to ground. So now my challenge is to find out where do these two circuits go. Now, here's the one good thing is I know what wire color it's shorted to. I know it's a white wire that is shorted to a white black wire. I know where the relay is. I know where the plug-in is for my TAC module. Yeah, I know where the APP sensor is, but I'm talking about a relay box that's next to the battery and two feet over is my TAC module. Somewhere in there, these two are shorted together. It's time for another visual inspection. Let's see what we can find. So I start looking, where could these two harnesses converge? Okay, big harness coming out of this relay box, follow the harness from this APP sensor, down in front of the battery. This is pretty much the only location they can be. And it was hidden pretty well, but here's what I found. I had to open up a wiring loom. Someone had done some wiring repair before. Now, they did a pretty good job, and I'm going to put a picture of this up in the Facebook group, so check it out. I'll put pictures of uh, the other fix as well. But they actually did a pretty good job of soldering and heat shrinking these wires together. Um, it, was, it was almost perfect, but they uh, left one copper strand. And I mean, it was just one copper strand that actually poked its way out from the heat shrink. And you'll see in the picture, it's just a little bit of copper wire poking out of this heat shrink. Otherwise, it was a pretty decent repair. Well, this copper wire on our white wire 
that was our wire for the control side of the stop lamp relay, had actually pierced the white-black wire that was our 5-volt reference. And they were bunched up together in a wire loom that was actually secured pretty well from the elements. And that's why these two wires had actually pushed up against each other because they were secured pretty well. It's not like these things were out just dangling in the open. But <laughs> that, that little tiny copper strand pierced, and that was enough to cause this whole problem for a ground to pull down a 5-volt reference through a relay coil. Now, again, you might have had 12 volts there at some times when you're hitting the brake pedal, but I never was during the diagnosis, and so it didn't really affect me. But um, if you were operating the brake pedal while you were watching this, this may have confused you quite a bit. But the fix was just to properly repair the wire and put it back together. We got everything back that we needed to. Our APP sensor had 5 volts on it, and... The signal wire was producing what it was supposed to. Uh, everybody's happy. Car runs great. So hopefully you enjoyed those two case studies. Uh, they were kind of related, so I thought I'd go through them. If you have any questions on anything, definitely post it up in the Facebook group. If you haven't checked out the Facebook group, um, definitely do. Just search for Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody that has joined. We'll get some discussions going there. I also wanted to mention, I live in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, if you're not familiar. Um, I've lived here my whole life, and just like all over the country, but uh, we're kind of the center of everything right now. There's there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. Um, you know, as I speak, they're uh, utilizing uh, the entire National Guard um, to come into Minneapolis to control the riots and the looting. Um, it, it's, it's crazy out there, and there's a lot of anger on both sides that's, you know, warranted for both sides. I mean, uh, you know, somebody getting murdered, an innocent person getting murdered, it's just, you know, terrible, awful thing, and people rioting and looting and destroying property. And we're not saying that, you know, it's one side versus the other, but there's, you know, there's, there's bad people out there on on both sides, but there's some really good people out there too. People that are helping people that are protesting for a good cause, um, people that are trying to make changes. Um, as far as what we can do, uh, you know, me personally, uh, I want to try to find any way I can to help, but in our everyday life, I think the biggest thing is just to really just take care of the people around us. And it's not just your close friends and family. Obviously, you're probably going to take care of those people. But anybody that you're able to help in some way, to care for in some way, no matter who they are, where they came from, do what you can. And I think, you know, and on a small level, that's where we can really start to change uh, maybe hopefully shift some of this anger away. So I'm not a, I'm not a politician or anything like that. That's just my personal perspective. And what I want to try to do is just help and be kind to as many people as possible. I'm going to be looking for some uh, volunteer opportunities uh, to help with uh, the damage and destruction that's been done in the cities in the near future. But Anyways, that's all I got for you today. So hopefully everyone's staying safe, healthy, and hopefully you're making some money too. Let's get out there and start fixing the world one car at a time, huh?
Thank you.